0: Hi, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Self Mastery with Ariana. I am Ari, your host, and I am so grateful that you've decided to join me for what is now episode eight of Self Mastery with Ariana. Stay tuned. beautiful friends. So today I want to talk to you about emotional health because I think it's an important topic for us to touch on. How emotionally healthy are you? Now being healthy is about much much more than just eating right and getting physically fit. It's also about our thinking, it's about what we feed our minds, it's about how much work we put into managing our emotions. And I'm always fascinated at how much money and effort we as a whole are willing to invest in our bodies. We sign up to go to the gym, we go on elaborate diets, we may even pay a personal trainer or a fitness coach to keep us motivated with staying physically fit. But somehow... Somehow when it comes to our emotional health, our emotional wellness, or our mental fitness, that always, always ends up at the bottom of the list. Somehow that doesn't get as much attention. Even though we may be struggling in relationships, and we're struggling with the ability to cope with life in general, or. Struggling to love ourselves or love others unconditionally. We're struggling to reach our goals. Even though we keep struggling in these areas, we do not make the connection. We do not want to acknowledge that our mental fitness or our emotional health is directly connected to the quality of life that we are able to experience. And when I ask people, are you emotionally healthy what most people think i'm asking them is are you happy and that's not the same so being emotionally healthy has nothing to do with happiness it's kind of like how people automatically associate being skinny with being healthy just because you are skinny it doesn't automatically mean that you're fit or that you're healthy, right? So it's important to understand the difference because the belief that emotional health equals happiness actually causes a lot of confusion for people. Now, if we think back to our emotional education, what we were taught when we were younger, most of us were taught that our circumstances is what makes us sad or happy, right? When good things happen, we're happy. And when bad things or uncomfortable things happen, we're sad. When we achieve our goals or when we go after things in life or acquire things, we are told that we will be happy. And if we don't get them, then we'll be sad. So we buy into this emotional fairy tale. We'll be happy when we get married, we'll be happy when we have kids or maybe it's we'll be happy when we buy that house, we'll be happy when we get that degree or that job or go on that exotic vacation. We're programmed to think that our emotional health is conditioned on all of these external events, external things, external goals. Now, over the past few weeks, if you've been listening, you've noticed that I've talked a great deal about our ability to manage our emotions and how vital that is to leading a happy life. I encourage you to listen to the prior podcasts if you haven't already. We talked a great deal about how our thoughts create our feelings and how every single decision or choice that we make is because of an emotion or because of a feeling. Our emotions are the reason why we do or don't do anything really. We, we do things because of how we think they're gonna make us feel. And we also avoid things because of how we think they'll make us feel. So our emotional health or mental fitness determines a lot. It determines everything in our life. But we're not taught this when we are young. Our children are basically taught about, you know, the happy face and the sad face and the mad face. But there's so much more to emotional awareness than that. Now, there are two ideas that I want to introduce to you. And that is the concept of emotional adulthood and emotional childhood and what they mean. And this is important because if you ask anyone whether they consider themselves an emotional adult in their relationship, you'll probably get a hell yes, of course I am. So I really want to go into this for a second. When we operate under emotional childhood, think about when you were a kid and your parents or those that were responsible for you. they, they were responsible also for your emotions, for your feelings. Whenever you got hurt, whenever you fell or someone hurt you um, by accident, your mother or your father were there to protect you, to make you feel better, right? So if you are now a full-grown adult still operating under emotional childhood, you basically resort to blaming others, blaming other people for how you feel, for how you act, and for the results you get in your life. And I really feel that this is important to mention because this is rampant in our society. No one takes us to emotional adulthood college. There's no class offered in college or in high school you know, to teach us how to become emotional adults. And I really believe that there should be such a course or a class. We send our kids to school and they are taught about everything. They're taught about calculus and geometry, all of the scholarly things. And then at 18 years old, we throw them into the world and we expect them to be emotionally intelligent as if by magic. And so we have a world full of adults that are currently operating as emotional children. I mean, imagine if we were taught in middle school or high school, here's how your brain works, here's how your brain processes thoughts, and you get to decide what to think, what to feel at any given moment, no matter what anyone does in your life, you get to choose. Just imagine if for the 14 plus years that our children are in school learning about reading and math, they were also learning about their emotions, about how their brain works. How different do you think we would all approach life and its challenging situations today? It's so empowering to keep ourselves in a space of emotional adulthood. Now, just think of the opposite. People that operate under emotional childhood play the blame game. They blame the president. They blame the government. They blame the economy. They blame the boss. They blame their exes. They blame their mothers, their fathers, their brother, or sister. They blame everyone everyone in their lives for their thoughts for their feelings for their actions and for why they're not getting the results that they want in their lives now when you are operating under emotional adulthood you know that what happens in your life it's all on you you take full responsibility for every single thing you feel No matter what someone else does or doesn't do, you understand that no one but you is responsible for your thoughts, for your actions, and for your human experience. Period. Now, I'm not saying that this is easy. It takes a tremendous amount of work to get to this point of emotional adulthood. But you should want to get there because let me tell you, it is amazing. When I first started learning how to manage my own emotions, my thoughts, I I really had to study myself. I had to become a scholar on me, on Ari. I had to learn what made me think, how my brain operated, what my tendencies were, what my insecurities and my false beliefs were. And what I learned was that other people do not have the ability, other people do not have the power to hurt my feelings. You know, I want you to think about that. Other people can't cause your feelings at all because your feelings are created by you. They're created by your thoughts. It was truly an overwhelming thought for me to realize that I am responsible for my own thoughts. And and if I'm responsible for my own thoughts, then I'm responsible for my feelings. And if I'm responsible for my feelings, then that means that I'm also responsible for my own actions. So this insight was life-changing for me. And it's so contrary to the information that we are fed at a very early age. So when I finally understood this guys, that's when I felt like I reached emotional adulthood. And so with this new awareness that I had about my feelings and about my thoughts and my own responsibility. I could no longer blame my husband or my children or my boss or my mother for what was going on with me. I had to take responsibility and I had to take charge of my emotional life. All of it. Even the parts that, you know, didn't feel so good. Other people just cannot hurt your feelings. I want you to remember that. Other people cannot make you happy. Only you can do that. And that's how you know If you are emotionally healthy. Now, what do we constantly do? We try to change the people that we love, right? Our partner, our children, anyone in our lives that is behaving in a way that we feel is making us uncomfortable. That's challenging us. We just want to change them. We want to teach them how to behave so that they can make us happy. But guess what? They don't make us happy. They don't behave. And why should they? They're their own person. So when they do not meet our expectations, we blame them. We get frustrated and this leaves us feeling powerless. So then in our minds, we decide, you know, these people are not acting right. They don't want to do what I want them to do. And, and it just spirals into a huge drama and it doesn't have to be that way and here's the thing even if they did even if they did every single thing that you wanted them to do it still wouldn't make you happy because again you are responsible for your own happiness now in the beginning I said that emotional health does not mean being happy and I want you to understand why I said that so the thing is that if we were happy all the time we wouldn't know we were happy we you know if we were good all the time we wouldn't know that we're good because we would have nothing to compare it to so we need duality we need balance we need that full range of emotions so that we can fully experience our life. Yet we're taught this nonsense, you know, when we're growing up, like there's something wrong with us when we're experiencing a so-called negative emotion. And automatically when we do, we think, oh no, here comes sadness or there's anger. I need to fix that now. That's not good. And, And that is not true at all. We've all lived long enough to know that life... Is beautiful but life can also have some negative experiences some painful experiences there's there's comfort and then there's discomfort there's good and then there's also not so good there's just balance it just is and here's something else that I find interesting because many of us think that there's something wrong with the world and we want to fix it. We, we don't like seeing kids suffering. We don't like seeing good people get hurt. And so we think that the world needs to change. But you know, what's interesting is that the truth is that the world has never been a hundred percent kind and happy and peaceful. It's always been a combination of everything. When you look back 500 years, there were always really amazing things and there were always terrible things that happened. And if you go forward 100 years from that point, again, really amazing things and really terrible things. And it's no different today. We've eliminated many, many terrible things, but we've replaced them with positive things. And then there's some old negative things that we filled with new negative things. So I just want you to keep that in perspective, that there's always going to be that balance in life and nature. It's just the way the world works. It's life. That duality is necessary in order for us to experience everything that we need to on this journey. And what I find is that when we accept that some parts of life, even our own personal life, is going to have some negative emotions, some negative experiences, then they become not so negative anymore because we are able to put them in perspective. But when we make them so awful and so negative in our minds, they're magnified and they inevitably become worse than they actually are, again, in our minds. And so if I said to you, How would you like to be happy all the time? I will grant you that wish. You can be happy all the time. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year. Happy, 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 nothing but happy. Would you accept that offer? Would you say, hell yeah, I'll take it. It sounds tempting, doesn't it? But here's what I want you to think about. Being happy all the time would mean that you would also have to be happy when horrible things happen to you or to someone you cared about. You would have to be happy when someone you love died. You would have to be happy when someone you cared for got hurt. Or when something terrible happened in the world. You would have to be happy all the time because that's what you want, to be happy all the time. How does that sound now? Would you really want to be happy all the time? Or would you just rather be, I don't know, human? Because humans aren't happy all the time. Humans feel pain. They feel sadness. And they experience anxiety and discomfort and fear. And personally, I would prefer to have that duality in my life but again if we're always thinking that the goal is to be happy then when we are stressed or when we're frustrated or when we're overwhelmed or when we experience something that is not positive we think that those negative emotions need to be fixed because that's what we've been taught So we look for an external way to fix it. Sometimes we resort to drinking, sometimes eating, sometimes it's something worse than that. We just want to buffer. We want to cover up that negative, quote-unquote negative emotion. Anything to distract us from feeling that challenging emotion. We use drugs, we use food, we use porn, whatever it is, just to hide from it. We try to solve are problems with external solutions, and that never works. And so, of course, it doesn't work because your negative emotion does not need to be solved. It just needs to be experienced. It needs to be accepted and processed properly. So there is a lot of power in realizing all of that. There is true freedom in that. Knowing that no matter what is happening around you In your marriage at your job with your kids your family you You and only you get to decide how you feel how are you going to choose to show up? Knowing that if you are responsible for your own emotions Then the words and actions of another person cannot make you feel any type of way knowing that You always get to choose. And when you are able to experience that, when you know that you can navigate that, you can call yourself emotionally healthy, my friend. And if you haven't noticed by now, most of the topics that I've been covering have kind of been building on each other. They're all connected. Emotional management, the ability to manage our emotions, it's all very, very vital to having a good quality of life and to enjoying positive experiences. And so understanding that emotional management, the ability to manage our emotions is truly the foundation of it all. Um, understanding that you create your thoughts and therefore your feelings and your actions and your experience this is the foundation of being emotionally healthy this is the secret so that's all i have for you beautiful humans today if you feel that this brought value to your life please feel free to share this podcast and comment i would love to hear how you're enjoying them And if you feel that this is an area of your personal growth that you would like to get under control, but you do not know how to get there, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to support you. much for hanging out with me today and please feel free to leave me your feedback or questions and if you want to subscribe email me at support at selfmastery with ariana.com i will catch you on the next one have a good week